Welcome, buddy, to a very special episode of Mainlining Movies. I'm your host, Hayden, with me is the co-host, Nathan. Say hello. Hey, everybody. So, we've got a very special episode this week. We're not going to do the traditional subcategory of horror like we've been doing. We're actually going to be counting down uh, the top 75 scariest horror movie moments of all time. Um, Now, this is a little idea that popped into my head. Um... It's, uh, you see a lot of like top 50 scariest horror movies of all, like horror movie moments of all time, and like top uh, 100 scariest horror movie moments of all time. And I was like, well, let's do 100. So we decided to do 100, and we were going to do 50 and 50, but like we found ourselves running into a lot of the same. And plus, 150 are really overdone. So we decided to be different because we're just built different. Isn't that right, Nathan? That is correct, sir. <laughs> we're just built different, and we decided to go with 75. Um, it's not actually incredibly accurate. Uh, we, we was, it was like a very short notice thing. Um, and, you know, some, you know, there's not we can't watch all the movies. You know, so this is our personal opinion of what are the 75 uh, scariest movie moments of all time. But we're going to do 10 this episode. Then we're going to get back to our regular scheduled programming for two episodes. And then we're going to do the next 10. And we're starting from the bottom and working our way up to the tippy top of this Mount Everest of scary movie moments. Um, so hopefully you guys are excited about this as we are. Um, I know we've put a lot of time into it. At least I have. I know Nathan's been pondering and pondering over the same like 12 scenes. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So how's this been for you? Like it's you're you're not far off there. Honestly, I've been I've been like racking my brain. Basically, so here's here's what happened, guys. Last week during our episode where we were discussing actors with memorable moments, Hayden texted me. He was like, I got a great idea for next week's show. And I was like, okay. He's like, we're gonna count down scary movie moments. And I was like, awesome, sounds great. And then, like, this whole week, I've been just trying to think of, like, all the movies I've seen. Like, what are the scariest movie moments? And what, are, you know, that really just stuck with me. Um, and I find that my mind goes blank a lot. It's, it's <laughs> Which in and of itself is kind of scary. I, w- I would say, like, an honorable mention is her hair the main actress's hair in rosemary's baby that's a scary movie moment hair's (laughs) atrocious (laughs) uh what what year was that movie made it was 70s right like so i i you're gonna have to i'm i'm listen people i have a superpower when it comes to movies and the release dates so if you give me a hot second I'm going to think about this. I'm going to think about this long and hard because there was a remake um, that had Zoe Saldana in it. I believe the original is in 1968. I believe. Someone can... I I would love for someone... We need to hire an intern to be our fact checker. Um, Now, I Um, know for a fact... We have to be making money first before we can (laughs) hire anybody. A a free intern. They'll be free. (laughs) A free intern. Um... God, I'm I'm pretty sure it was 1960 because no, it was 1968 because um, the director of the film was Roman Pol- uh, not Roman Polanski. 
and he was obviously with Sharon Tate at the time. And the coincidence is the weird. We have to do a special episode about this, guys. Spoiler: alert, We're gonna do a special episode about this. I promise. Sometime down the line, maybe like in a year or two or a couple months, there's really weird, freaky connections between Rosemary's Baby and the Manson murders, in particular, like what happened with Sharon Tate. So, like, we're we're gonna do all the research. We'll bring you guys a, a super cool episode. It was 1968. I know for a fact it was. Um, if you have a computer near you, check that. I, I, I want to say. June of 19... I don't know the exact date, like the exact day, but I'm pretty sure it was June of 1968, because it was like really freaky how it was like a year later and she, I don't think it was exactly a year, but I'm pretty sure it's June 68. Um, enough about that, though. Um, if I if I sound like a little off or I'm like slurring some words, I promise I've not consumed any alcohol. I had my first dose of the COVID vaccine today, uh, the COVID shot, if you will. Um, it didn't really, it hasn't really affected me. I'm just really, really, really tired. Like, <laughs> I'm really tired. Um, no, uh, no third arms growing or anything yet? No, no, nothing like that. Um, I actually got the Moderna, I believe, because uh, there's Pfizer, Moderna, and there's Johnson & Johnson. Uh, I got the Moderna, which is a two-dose thing. Um, uh, nothing yet, like... Um, and actually, for those of you people out there, like like I said, we're, we're going to try to get into this as, as much as we can. Um, and I'd like for the future, like to push all this stuff to the end. Um, but for those of you who are wondering, uh, who have a phobia of needles such as myself, I actually really do have a big phobia of needles. Um, even, it's, it's weird because like I, I really want a tattoo. I feel like a tattoo would be fine. I just can't stand like syringe needles, if that makes any sense. Um <laughs> Coming from somebody who has several tattoos, I can tell you it's completely different. <laughs> um, see, exactly. So, like, I feel like a tattoo would be fine, but, like, it's the syringe needle that, that gets me. Um, and I'm not saying this just to say it, to blow smoke out of my behind. Um, no, I promise you guys, this shot, it does not hurt at all. Um, and, like, I'm petrified of this stuff. And it's not like one of those things where, like, you get it, it kind of hurts, but it's nowhere near as bad. No, I promise you... It doesn't hurt. Um, it literally felt like um, the pharmacist that was doing it for me, it felt like he took his index finger and tapped my arm. Just tapped it. Not pressed in on it. Not pinched me. Just a light tap. That's exactly what it felt like. Um, it was wild. I, like it, I, I did not expect that. Um, and no blood came out for me. My girlfriend was gushing. <laughs> she got her shot as well. She was gushing <laughs> blood, uh, but no blood for me. Uh, my arm is a little sore. It's um, it's about six hours later after the, the shot, and I, like I said, I'm just super, super tired. So, if I stumble through this, I'm sorry. Um, but let's just go ahead and jump right into this. We're gonna start. Hey, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's up? You know the the good thing is the good thing is the shot didn't impair your ability to talk. So here we are. We're hey, we're doing this. Yeah, exactly. We're doing this. Uh. I'm like I said, I'm just super tired, so like I might stumble, but my ability to talk is completely fine. My ability to reach for the coffee though is a little hindered, but uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, no uh, third arm, um, no extra leg, ladies, if you know what I'm talking about. Um, no uh, fifth eye. I say fifth eye because I wear glasses, so you know. <laughs> Wouldn't that be six though? 
because I, you call four know. eyes because you have glasses, you know, two and two. No sixth eye. Uh, so, yeah, let's um, let's just get rolling. What do you say? I Yeah, I think we've uh, gotten way off topic. Um, <laughs> even though, you know, growing a, a third limb or, or whatever um, would be pretty cool. That would be very scary, but anyway, um, yeah. Let's just uh, let's just break into this and let's uh, let's start counting down these these movies. All right. So um, again, we're starting with the bottom and working our way up to the top. We're going to do ten today, um, and then you know three episodes from now we'll do another ten because uh, we don't really want to break that format a whole lot. We just want to give you guys a little something special. Uh, so number seventy-five. Um, I chose number seventy-five. Uh, again, we just picked a bunch of movie moments that we felt were truly terrifying. Um, we shared them amongst ourselves. Um, and then we would, we, I, we, I put them in order, uh, mine in order. And then Nathan kind of spliced his in there, um, especially with movies that he's seen. He's kind of rearranged some things in terms of my list. And because I, for the most part, I don't know any of his. Uh, for the most part, he knows all of mine. I've sent him all of mine so he could splice his in there. Um, and it's mostly because a lot of mine, either A, uh, he was going to do, but I, I got to them first. So, you know, haha, early bird gets the worm <laughs> at all. But also B, uh, some of mine he hasn't even, he hasn't seen. Uh, so I kind of just did out my list, gave it to him and was like, here, throw yours in here and we'll go. So number 75, um, I, I chose a moment from a movie that's actually not a horror movie. Uh, Gravity. So, for those of you who don't know, Gravity stars Sandra Bullock, uh, and your boy, everybody's everybody's favorite uh, Playboy. Uh, I don't, actually, I think he's off the market now. George Clooney. Um, <laughs> and it's you know these two astronauts that are in space. You know, yada yada yada. It's a very non horror movie. Okay. Um, basically, something goes awry, and it's 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 very much a space epic about uh. A woman's return home. Uh, that's the long and short of it. Again, there's no real horror aspects to it. But for those of people who are afraid of space, such as myself, um, it can be considered a horror movie. And there's one scene in particular, um, and it's when George Clooney decides, spoiler alert, he decides, like, listen, I'm, I got to get you back to where you're, because they, they start going adrift away from their space station. And he decides, I've got to get you back to where you're going. I'm going to use the rest of my, you know, fuel, my little jet. I don't have a whole lot of life support left either, oxygen, um, to kind of propel you back towards the space station. And I'm going to be going adrift in this direction for the rest of my existence and all of eternity. And to me personally, there's absolutely nothing more terrifying than being in space alone and, like, just knowing that that's it. Um of course, you would run out of oxygen before you starved to death uh, or even, you know, died of dehydration. But it's there's just nothing. You're out there in space in a little suit. You're running out of oxygen. So it is technically like going to sleep. It really is. Um, but at the same like that's te- could you imagine the, the last things you're, you're seeing? You know, you're just floating through space. You're spinning. Um, which there's no G force. So like, you're not going to be like, Oh, and vomit everywhere. But for me personally, 
that it hit really hard because it, 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 it petrified me. It really did because I, I believe I started having an anxiety attack the very first time I saw, I've seen that movie. <laughs> and again, I've only seen this movie one time and it was just that scene where I was like, I, I, I cannot do this because I'm that, I'm that afraid of just being alone in space, just ad- adrift like that, that scares me so bad. And so when I, when you see him just kind of go and he's floating and you know that that's the end for him. And it is. He does not come back alive. Uh, another spoiler alert throughout the rest of the film. Um, it's I, There's just something about it that really bugged me. and it, it genuinely did give me an anxiety attack. And I, I don't know how you feel about that. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Gravity. Um, I didn't really I, comment on that. I have seen the it's movie. Just... <laughs> um, I have to be honest. Um, I am, for anybody who knows me, I am a huge Sandra Bullock fan. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, yeah, it's I, I gotta be honest, this was not one of my favorite movies that she did. But I do have to agree that that this movie, that this, uh, that this scene is scary. I kind of, uh, I kind of compare it to um, being buried alive. Uh, it be, yes, because in the sense so. that you're just, I mean, you have all this, this blackness around you. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot of light and space as far as like, you know, when you're just out there floating alone. Um, I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think it's just a, a, a lot like being buried alive and, and you're right. You, eventually you would just go to sleep, but, um, but you would just have to think about it. Uh, until that happened and just uh, know that your your moments are are dwindling down uh, and so that that's that's why this this scene is even though not a horror movie um, definitely a scary movie moment um, in in that respect so and we we do have a couple on this list uh, even in the the bottom 10 that um, aren't necessarily horror movies uh, just happen to be um, scary movie moments. Absolutely. And that's, that's kind of it for me. Like, I feel like that's, what's so unique about some of these is you can have a movie in particular that may be, that may be uh, a dramatic comedy, a nice dramedy, um, you know, hint, hint for when we get a little higher on the list that has a moment in it. That's just truly terrifying it comes out of nowhere and it a movie doesn't have to be a horror movie to have something just completely scary in it it really doesn't um and that's what makes these you know these top 50s top 100 and of course our best and definitive top 75 <laughs> list so unique and interesting for a lot of people um so why don't you go ahead and take us right into 74 okay so for number 74 uh we have the movie The Others. Uh, this movie is a, a ghost story. Um, it stars Nicole Kidman. Uh, she and her family are, are being haunted um, by, you know, by ghosts. <laughs> um, but there, there's one scene in particular in this movie where... Nicole Kidman walks in and she sees what is supposed to be her daughter uh, playing with a, a little wooden puppet on a string. 
and the uh, the as the the camera you know zooms in on it, you see uh, the the little girl's under a, she's under a sheet, and you know you just you see her playing la da 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 da, and <laughs> That's the, the a camera good, pans a good back to Nicole Kidman. And she's kind of <laughs> got a confused look on her face, and it pans back to the the girl, and all of a sudden you see that the the girl her she has an old hand. And when Nicole Kidman gets around a to the front of her, uh, she realizes that it's this old lady sitting where um, her daughter's supposed to be, but it's her daughter's voice. And she uh, she's like, what did you do with my daughter? And she's like, are you mad? I am your daughter. Um, and she ends up attacking her, but, but this scene, uh, it's probably the scariest scene in the movie. Um, the movie doesn't have a lot of jump scares. Um, although there are, there are a couple more in there. Uh, it's more of a, uh, kind of a psychological, uh, ghost movie. Um, I don't know if you've seen the <laughs> film. I don't, I don't think you have. I think we talked about it. Um, that, yeah, I've uh, seen the spoof that uh, that uh, scary movie did when it was my right. Right, so scary movie spoofed <laughs> it, um, where um, they go in. The basically the lines are the same. However, when they pull the sheet off, like when it's like, "I am your daughter," um, it's Michael Jackson. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, which which was pretty funny. Um, I. Anyway, <laughs> uh, not not sure what I was going to say there, um, other than yeah, it's it's pretty funny. It was a good spoof, um, but yeah, that's the the movie it, itself is is very dark. It's very uh, it's it's takes place in the late eighteen hundreds, early nineteen hundreds, um, so it's kind of got a an old eerie feel to it anyway. Um, but this is definitely, in my opinion, the, the scariest scene in the movie, and it definitely deserves to be uh, on this countdown. Because uh, I know that, you know, having kids myself, if I walked in and it was like my kid's voice with somebody else's face, I would probably flip out and, um, yeah, not sure how I would handle that. But, uh yeah, so that's why this is one of the scariest scenes. So I, uh, you know, I I actually looked that up earlier, like that particular scene. I looked that up online earlier, um, and it 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 it's uh, it sends a nice little chill down your spine. It really does. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, it's it's not a it's not a jump scare, and uh, you know the, these first two really aren't aren't jump scares, which we will get to some that are that are definitely. Um, jump scares, uh, but that's why they're they're lower on the list. But they're it's a different kind of scare. It's more of a psychological, uh, really just yeah, it kind of sends that chill down your spine. Where um, you know, as as an audience member, you know, as as when you're viewing the movie, you just kind of put yourself in that situation. You're just like, holy crap! Like, what, you know, <laughs> how would I react? Um, so it it just really makes you feel like you're like you're part of that movie, um, but uh, yeah, you want to go ahead and uh, do number seventy three? 
Yeah, so jumping into 73, um, I would love, after we, we talk about number 73, I would love to talk about why, because I had number 73 initially at number 75, and I'd love to talk about what caused the jump. Um, so number 73 is actually going to be the scene, the scene from Ghostbusters 2. Now, I know a lot of you are thinking Ghostbusters 2. First of all, Ghostbusters Two is nowhere near as good as the first one, and it, it what, what it's comedy. You got built. What what's so scary about Ghostbusters Two? First of all, uh, sit down, close your mouth, <laughs> stop being so disrespectful, because the scene in Ghostbusters Two where the painting comes to life. Listen, as as a youngin, as a little munchkin, who had been petrified by a movie. We'll talk about much later in this, you know, top 75 series. The scene where the painting comes alive, you have no idea how much that scared me as a kid. I took a field trip to the Children's Museum not long after I watched this movie for the first time. I didn't want anything to do with the paintings. I stayed as far away from the paintings as I could, especially the one that had people in them because of this movie. There's just, as, as a kid, there was something so... There was something so chilling about the fact that an inanimate object could just, boom, spring to life. I mean, if you go back and watch that movie, it, sure, you could you could sit there and say, oh, this didn't age well, did it? Shut your face. Okay, it's <laughs> Ghostbusters. It's a timeless classic. But w- you have to admit, some part of you, I- any of you listening, some part of you, when you saw this movie for the first time, if you've ever seen this movie, and if you haven't, what are you doing? You know, you're un-American. You're just un- you're just not human. Not even like, un-American. Like, nationality out of it. You're just not human. How dare you? What are you? What are you an alien? You're coming here to take us over? Well, I've seen signs. I know you're allergic to water or something. So anyhow, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what aliens are allergic to. I'm assuming it's water. They've made enough movies about it. Um. It's there's really something about this particular part in the film that as a kid, it really stuck with me to like it, this day, just seeing his face, just because like I believe the first time it happens, the, the, the guy is touching up the painting a little bit and lightning comes out of his eyes. And I remember sitting and thinking to myself as a kid, holy hell, what is going on? And then boom, he's alive just talking to him. Just he's a floating head, and I'm like, this is terrifying. What I I again, I did not want anything to do with the children's museum uh, field trip that we took. Not much long after that, I, I I tell you what, I I didn't even want anything to do with the sculptures because I felt like in any second some random inanimate object could just spring to life and shock me or or make me do its evil bidding or something. I. I, I didn't like it, so I want I want to know like what you think of this and why did this move from seventy five up to two spots to seventy three? I'm curious because for me I had it a little lower, but now that I'm really thinking about it, like my petrifying fear of space aside, now that I'm really talking about it, like getting into it, I'm getting those goosebumps and that chill down my spine because I don't even want to look at a painting anymore. <laughs> Like I'm, I'm, I'm back in that 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 six year old, seven year old mindset I had, where it's like, okay, I'm that's it. Like I'm keeping my eyes closed forever. 
So we uh, we were talking, um, and we, you had you had the scene from Gravity a little a little higher, and, and we we kind of discussed it and decided that uh, that this isn't necessarily about personal fears um, as much as it is what it would make the audience feel um, when, when watching it. So while yes, the scene in gravity is, is scary and certainly on a personal level, because I, I agree. Uh, I just think that when, as a viewer, um, when, when looking at it, I, I don't know if as many people would be uh, scared by the, uh, by George Clooney floating away in, in gravity, um, as they would be the painting. Now, I do have to point out that uh, not on this list tonight, we do have a couple other scenes on the countdown that will be higher up that do involve paintings as well. So I think there's something eerie about paintings and, and inanimate objects. So this brings to mind, I I have to tell this story uh, because it just popped into my head and it doesn't have to do with the painting. Uh, but it does have to do with an inanimate object. Uh, so my dad used to work security at, uh, at a college. And um, I'll just, I'll tell you, it was, it was Franklin college. Cause it's, it's important to the story. Um, so he used to let me go to work with him and he worked the overnight shift. And I don't know how old I was. I had maybe, um, I was less than double digits, uh, probably the, the very first time I ever went to work with him. And we were doing, we were doing our rounds and at night, especially when you're a little kid at night, things are a little creepier anyway. Um, but, and, and the, the school was dark and everything else was dark. And so he used a flashlight to, you know, to walk around and check things, make his rounds. We get to the cafeteria and he tells me this story about how this bear broke into the cafeteria and scared, you know, all the students away or whatever. Um, but the problem was they couldn't, uh, they couldn't capture the bear. They just had to lock it inside. Now, remember, I'm, you know, eight, nine. I, I may have been 10. Um, I believe every word that comes out of my dad's mouth because, <laughs> okay. you know, he's my yeah. dad. He loves me. Why would he lie to me? <laughs> right. So he tells me the story. He opens the cafeteria door and immediately shines his flashlight on. In the middle of the cafeteria, they had this giant statue of this grizzly bear uh you know <laughs> and standing on its on its hind legs so it's it's about nine foot tall about the size of a normal grizzly bear it's mouth open you know looking like it's growling i flipped out because i thought it was a real bear uh it took me forever before i was like finally comfortable with going into that cafeteria <laughs> um so yeah, so inanimate objects can be used for evil, and <laughs> I just want to say thanks to my dad for you know teaching me that 
I can't always believe everything he says. Um, <laughs> yeah, you learned that one pretty anyway, quick. Anyway, <laughs> I... I learned that very quickly. And I, I like I say, I know it has nothing to do with the painting, but it was an inanimate object. Um, I, I have told that story countless times. And I think each time I get a little more scared about it, um, which is, it should be the opposite, right? Like it <laughs> I should be, my fear should be dwindling. Um, these, these repressed childhood these memories. Repressed are, childhood. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, this is not a, uh, you're not a psychiatrist. This is not, uh, you know, this is not Frazier. I'm not calling in to tell you my problems. Um, anyway, all kidding aside, uh, no, I, I had a lot of fun going to work with my dad, and I can't wait to scare the heck out of my children the same way that, you know, that he did. I think it's a rite of passage. It, it's got to be. As to be as a father, um, as well, really as a as an uncle, anybody who. Uh, has any any doings with children um i i think it's a rite of passage to try your hardest to scare the crap out of them um how do you feel do you think you think i'm you think i'm crazy you think i'm over exaggerating no, no. Think- so i think so what i was gonna say is i i i i agree to i i agree um, to a certain, I, I don't want to say degree because I don't want to uh, rhyme over here. Um, I'm not Vanilla Ice, although I wish I was. Um, one of the greatest songwriters of our generation. No, I'm kidding. Um, I agree to uh, a certain uh, extent because inanimate objects like are supposed to be just that. Inanimate. like There's supposed to be nothing to them at all. You, like you are a, a conscious sentient being that creates these inanimate objects. Like the, the human race creates these inanimate objects or even, you know, mother nature will create a rock, which is again, an inanimate object. It's supposed to do nothing. So when they start doing something and on their own, mind you, something that we don't make them do with little motors or batteries, it gets a little freaky. <laughs> so it, it does. It does. <laughs> So and no, I, I think I, I gotta I tell you too. Justified. I gotta tell you too. Not not even not even necessarily just because of the scene in Ghostbusters, um, and you know, I, maybe the way we're going on about it, maybe it should have not been in the bottom ten. But I, I think it's just <laughs> it's just one of those things that um, it kind of kind of brings something out. I gotta be honest. Even at thirty six, like I walk past a painting or or even a picture, and you know, they, they say the eyes follow you, you know, when, when you do it. So uh, even even at my age, I, I still uh, I still look at the eyes and watch them follow me and still get a little little uneasy, uh, you know, especially especially old photos, because every horror movie, it's like an old photo that, uh, you know, comes to life or, you know, some nonsense uh, that uh, that you got to be scared of. Yeah, that's it's it's a nice it's a it's a classic trope. It really is. I I say all this as I'm surrounded by pictures on my on my wall in my living room where I'm <laughs> sitting here doing this podcast, and uh, you know they're Either, pictures they're pictures of my children. But hey, think, children are spooky, man. I, I think I've the I think the children are moving in this <laughs> in these pictures. No, I'm just kidding. 
but uh or am i <laughs> no he's got them he's got the live photos from like harry potter or something where they constantly <laughs> move <laughs> yeah yeah something like that you know um you're a wizard nathan <laughs> the more we talked about it though the more i might start seeing things so maybe we should just move on to to number 72 uh, yeah, yeah. If you want to take us into 72, I mean, that, that's another thing I wanted to go into once we're done with our, our 10 of the day um, is is the mental toll this kind of took on on me uh, having to watch a lot of this stuff over and over to really rank it. But yeah, shoot us into 72. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. So uh, before I start, I, I did the same thing. So like I will and we'll get into it, but um, I've gone back and, and tried to, to watch these movie clips and like, OK, was this really scarier than this? And like. You know, and and counting down. So, um, we we did put even though uh, it's only been a week, um, we did put a lot of time and effort into into this list. So, uh, with number seventy two, I have the final scene from the first Saw movie, and it's when. Uh, Sorry if you haven't seen this movie. It's when Tobin Bell, uh, who plays Jigsaw, um, rises from the dead, basically. Uh, so uh, the the whole the whole premise of the story you, know, you got two guys locked in this um, old, disgusting bathroom, um, and there's in the middle of the floor there's a dead body. Uh, and you know they're they're tasked with you know getting along with each other and figuring out the puzzle to try to try to escape. Uh, needless to say, um, well, only one of them makes it, or at least you know you think he makes it. He ends up cutting off his own foot and crawls out uh, of the uh, of the bathroom. Um, but the whole time you realize that this dead body is, is laying there in the floor. And at the very end, he jumps up and he, he's been the one behind this whole thing the entire time. Um, and he, he just, the, the guy who didn't make it out, um, he just looks at him and says game over and he slams the door shut. Um, and the, the guy sealed in there for all of eternity. Um, part of the reason this movie, this scene was so scary, um, even though now later on you get a little more big, bigger glimpse into the Jigsaw character, but uh, in this movie, um, Tobin Bell was amazing as Jigsaw uh, because he was just, he was so creepy and like his his tone is very dry but you i don't know with every word he just he scares you um how methodical everything is uh, and that's that's why that's why this this scene uh made the list the um the the further movies of course there was uh what seven of them i believe um, there was seven of them and a prequel i believe yeah yeah uh they they got a little bit more gory uh, each time. The first one, um, it's very self-contained. Uh, yeah, I I don't want to 
I don't want to give too much away because later on we're going to talk about, uh, you know, we may do, may possibly, um, I don't know, do a, a psychological um, category where we talk about um, this movie may come back up. And uh, because honestly, even though it's kind of a gore film, I, I, I look at it as a, a psychological movie because especially the, the first one, um, how mentally tough are you? Like what, what, you know, what exactly, what's exactly. Take? how, how far would you go? Um, what would you do to survive? Uh, and that's, and that's like I said, that's, that's why this scene, uh, I think, uh, makes it into, into our top 75, um, along with, um, uh, you know, the, the, the three others that we've mentioned so far, uh, Again, not a jump scare, um, just kind of a kind of a psychological psychological thing. So, uh, how, how do you how do you feel about this scene? So, I, for me, the first time I saw this movie, um, it uh, you saw this anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so the first time I had, I had witnessed this movie, um, it it was interesting because at first when Tobin Bell. Uh, you know, jigsaw rises from this bloody pile that was all fake i was more i was more shocked it was more of a wtf moment for me uh, i was i was very very young when this movie came out i believe it is a 2000 and uh, hold on I'm thinking. I, I'm really like again. 2004. It, it was early 2000. I I think 2004 is right. It, that sounds right. 2004, 2005, uh, somewhere around there. I, I, I'm pretty sure it was 2004. Uh, not to get hooked up on that, but it because uh, I think it came out Halloween 2004 because I. I know Spider-Man 2, which also came out in 2004, was already out before that movie. So I'm pretty sure it was 2004. Um, anyway, again, not to get hung up on that. So I was very young. I believe I was in second grade. I um, should not have been watching this movie, uh, which the next that we get into, you will really agree with that. Um, but that's the perks of being sneaky. Um, it's, uh, it's a movie I should not have been watching. But it, for, for me, as, as, as a second grader, it was more of a... Like, okay, oh my god, I didn't even, like, it was something I had never really seen before, where it was like, right, okay, he's been here the whole time, number one, number two, he's been playing dead the whole time, and number three, he's an actual real-life psychopath. All right, cool. And I just saw a guy (laughs) cut off his foot. So, it it took me a couple of years, uh, and going back and rewatching it numerous times, and, um becoming older to really appreciate that particular moment in, in this film, um, which was like, damn, anybody I, can be this guy. Anybody can be this crazy. Anybody can do this. Yeah, to absolutely. You, and this is 100% real. And there are sick people out, like that out there that might get some joy out of doing something like this, like the character of Jigsaw does. So it was, yeah, 
Yeah, yeah I, I think um, I think one of the things that that made this scene scary was the fact that so a lot of horror movies, you know, you, they're they're kind of predictable. They're they're kind of um, it's like, oh, I know who the killer is. I can figure it out. Blah blah blah. Um, this movie, if if you if you honestly figured out who the killer was, I'd I'd like to shake your hand because I don't know how anybody (laughs) honestly figured it out. Cause, uh, I, you know, I had no clue, never, never suspected it. Never, um, you know, never, never even crossed my mind. Like, honestly, other than the fact that he's there and they, you know, the two guys in the room notice him, you don't even really like consider the the body laying in the the middle of the floor. It's it, he's just a uh, he's cannon fodder. He he's he's almost a prop. Yeah yeah yeah, very um, much a prop. You know, yeah. it, it's part of the part of the set. Um. So yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's that's why I think that uh, this this movie uh, d- deserves a spot in the top seventy five. Um. So. Uh, you want to go ahead and take us into number 71? Yes. So, uh, 71, I am going to, I'm going to put a little bit of a trigger warning, um, before it, uh, 71 is very, very graphic per se. Um, so without, uh, so basically, um, Again, this I don't want to spoil what I'm going to say, but I'm going to have to. Um, it does deal with sexual abuse uh, in, a, in, a, in a way. Um, so if any of you have any problem with that, I do apologize. Please, please uh, skip forward. Spotify has got a nice 10 second feature. So I will try to keep this one in particular as short as I possibly can. Um, it is actually going to be the rape scene. Um, from Cannibal Holocaust. So, for those of you who have never seen this film, um, it is a film that for a long, long time was thought to be a snuff film. Um, For those of you who don't know what a snuff film is, it is something that is filmed that is 100% real and then sent out as if it's fake. Uh, To prove that it wasn't a snuff film, after he got arrested he me being the director uh the director actually got arrested for this being quote a snuff film he contacted the actors and actresses in the film and said please could you come out and say something so these people don't arrest me you guys can stop pretending to be dead now uh and he did he had them pretend to be dead they kind of came out and they're like hey look it's us like you can clearly see that it's us please don't arrest him it's not it's not real it's not a snuff film we promise um there are a couple of real animal deaths in it. So on a technicality, it is kind of a snuff film. Um, and the reason why this, even though it is such a, uh, a touchy and, and, and almost gruesome subject in general, uh, gruesome and, and not even the sense of, of, of gore, but just how real and, and, and disgusting and heinous it can be. Um, I put this so low on the list because it's really 
not even a, a scare. Um, it is. It, it, really, it really is, especially when you see it at the young age um, of seven that I did. Uh, sorry, father. Snuck into the room to watch it. Um, did you have anybody watching you when you were a child? Uh, yes and no. Yes, because <laughs> they did. No, because I would stay up late and sneak around. Um, but <laughs> this scene in particular, uh, so the movie um, is shot documentary style. Um, it, it really did pave the way for found footage movies. This movie walked so Blair Witch could run. Um, and Blair Witch ran, so movies like Paranormal Activity, uh, Phoenix Forgotten, and Chronicle could sprint. Uh, anyhow, it's I don't, I don't want to I don't want to talk a whole lot about this particular scene. Um, the movie itself is about a group of documentarians who go to a village in Africa um, that is still very much sort of primitive. Um. And they get captured and they start getting killed. And the female of the group is violated. We'll just say that from now on. Um, and it's it really is a disturbing, very messed up moment in a film. Um, and so I, I felt like it really did belong on here because it it really can be scary to think about and how real that it is. And at the time, other than the fact that it is 100%, um, it is 100% a million percent disturbing. It's very, very real. It does happen. It's not something that just is in movies, is in TV shows, is talked about in books. It's something that happens every day unfortunately in this very real and scary world of ours and it it really is terrifying and i feel like it belongs on this list but again i put it lower uh because again it's more disturbing than it is scary um so again i don't want to spend too much time on this but i feel like it deserves its spot um i don't want to shine too much light on this because i feel like it's something that it is a, a, a very sensitive topic for a lot of people. Um, and again, yeah, I did put a tr- trigger warning on that. But uh, I feel like it needed to be done. It needed to be said. It's in there. <laughs> so if you've, if, if, you, if you've never seen Cannibal Holocaust, um, I would love to say I recommend it. <laughs> but, but I don't know. Um, I recommend it because it is a movie that was so well done, I believe, in the 70s. I don't know the exact date. Um it was so well done. And again, people thought it was completely real and the effects for being in the seventies are terrifying because of how real it all looks. Um, if you're interested in movies that are controversial, uh, go for it. 100% go for it. Um, again, I, I, I would love to say I, I recommend this movie, but quite frankly, I can't sit here and say, Hey, watch this movie where this girl gets raped very, very graphically, and it shows everything. Um, and tell me what you think. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna. She gets violated very, very graphically, and uh, I'm not gonna sit and be like, "Yeah, you should." Yeah, you know what to do. Yeah, <laughs> fast forward to this. Like, no, no. Uh, but again, it deserves its spot on this list, which um, 
if you have any any uh, any thoughts on that, uh, unless you haven't seen it, I I have to be honest. I I have not seen uh, this movie. Um, I I vaguely know the scene that uh, you're you're talking about. Um, it it is definitely uh, one that's what's controversial, and uh, uh, it, like I said, it's not a movie I ha- I've seen, so I can't really offer offer too much insight. Um, but knowing what I know about it, I I do agree that uh, it it should be on the list, uh, and and definitely uh, in the in the place that it's at as far as um, things that we're, uh, we're we're getting into. Um, and I, I think as, as we go down, uh, you guys will find that, um, obviously, I mean, obviously the point is to, to get scarier, but, uh, um, I, I feel like we kind of went from, you know, a a psychological scare and we're, we're going to get down into, to some other types of scare, you know, and jump scares and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I, I think we're definitely, you know, that's why that, that scene in particular is kind of a nice bridge into uh, into where we're going um, with uh, with number seventy, um, and that is the scene from Salem's Lot, uh, known as well at least what I call it, the the window scene. Uh, so, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, Salem's Lot is. Um, in my opinion, uh, the the scariest vampire movie ever made. Um, I, I've mentioned several times. I'm 36 years old. I still have nightmares about this movie. Um, it's just, uh, it, it's just a terrifying, terrifying movie. Um, in this scene, um, the the young boy. Um, he's, he's lost a friend of his, uh, uh, the laying there in bed and he, uh, all of a sudden he, he starts seeing this, this fog come up to his window and he's, uh, he's just kind of, kind of stuck there looking out his window and, um, his friend appears and starts scratching on the window, um, begging him to to let him in, uh, obviously so that he can turn him into a vampire as well. Uh, but it's just uh, it's a it's a very very scary scene because um, anytime, uh, I, even now, you know, you you have a a branch scratch up against your window or, or something like that. When it's late at night, you think that something is out there <laughs> wanting to get in. Um, yeah. yeah it's and, truly and this, terrifying. this movie goes, uh, <laughs> on the premise of, uh, you know, the, the old folklore that a vampire can't enter into your house unless invited in. Um, so that's why he doesn't just break in. He just he scratches the window and tries to get um, tries to get young the young boy Mark to uh, to open his window and let him in. Um, the uh, this movie is uh, nineteen seventy eight or seventy nine. 
Um, so the, the, the effects are, are a little cheesy. Um, I mean, if you're used to watching modern day movies, but the, the acting and the, um, the script and, and just the way it's, it's shot, uh, make it so much better. Um, you know, they, they make up for the, the, the lack of special effects, um, and this is uh, not to not to give a spoiler alert. I actually have another scene from Salem's Lot that we that we further down in this list. But uh, I could just say that every scene uh, from this movie is terrifying. Uh, I, I don't know if there's <laughs> if there's another movie um, that has has given me the creeps for as long as this movie has. Uh, it's just, uh, I, I, I'm sitting here right now. I'm getting chills talking about it. Cause it's just, uh, I may not sleep tonight because I've gone back and, and watched these scenes and like, <laughs> um, you know, now, now I'm just, I'm talking about it. I'm, I've kind of, you know, soaked it all in. Uh, but yeah, uh, had, have you seen this movie Hayden? No, I actually, this is one of the rare movies on this list uh, that I have not actually seen, um, along with the the, the others. Uh, this is one of those rare ones I haven't actually seen. Um, I do plan on watching it very, very soon. I know that it is a Stephen yes. King adaptation, yes, correct? Yes, yes. And my girlfriend's family owns every single Stephen King book, as well as movie adaptations, so... I do plan on watching this very soon. I did look up a couple of scenes. I, I literally just went on YouTube and I typed in Salem's Lot Best Scene. Um, I think I've seen the one that you've got saved for later that you've told me about before. So <laughs> we'll put that aside. Hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge yeah. uh, for later. Uh, yeah. It, it is. You're right. It's a Stephen King movie. Um but uh highly highly recommend it especially if you like vampire movies um it's it's definitely got the old uh kind of like the old you know Bram Stoker's Dracula feel um the 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 main the master mm-hmm. um looks a lot like uh Nosferatu from you know from the 1922 film um so it, it's definitely got that old style, old folklore um, feel. And uh, the movie also stars David Soul, who uh, any of you Starsky and Hutch fans out there know that, that he played Hutch. Um, so, uh, yeah, check the movie out. So it's basically Starsky <laughs> and Hutch, the Halloween uh, special. Yeah, not... Not sure but where Starsky touched. is in this movie or why he's not helping him, but uh, he's on vacation. He's on vacation. Uh, eh, what a what a what a good time to go! <laughs> Anytime there's vampires, it's a good time to take a vacation. He left at just the right time. It's yeah, they, because they can't go exactly, out the exactly. Go so out the uh, yeah, that's why I'm. That's why there's no vampires in Miami. I don't know if that's true. I just made that up. <laughs> oh, there, could, hey, there, there could be. 
I believe I believe that there is. They only come out at night. Miami's a very a very much party city, so I believe that uh could, that they're could coming be. out at could night. Could be. I don't know. Um I I do know that uh there's vampires in Salem's lot though. Plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Salem's lot. Anyway. So uh, let's go ahead and move on. And uh, if you want to want to go ahead and take us to uh, number 69. The best number. Just that's it. We're done. 69, guys. Nice. That's it. End of the show. See you guys. I'm kidding. So with with 69, uh, now we're getting into a little bit more of a modern movie. Now, I know you guys are thinking, well, Gravity and the others was kind of sort of modern as well as Saw. Yes, but we're talking about a movie that was released not that long ago. Um, and this movie is called Get Out, written and directed by a comedic icon, Jordan Peele. Uh, a lot of people were on the fence about this one because, obviously, he's, he's very much into comedy. And he did start the trend of comedians switching to horror for writing and directing just to see what they can do. Uh after him, it was Danny McBride with the Halloween sequel that came out in 2018, which I know is one of Nathan's personal favorite films. Um, and it also now Chris Rock doing his own Saw film. So there's something for everybody. You know, a lot of these comedians are doing horror films now because he kind of paved the way for that. Uh, now, in Get Out, the scene in particular that I'm, that I'm going to be putting at 69, nice, Um is actually the silent auction scene. It's a little bit more of a subtle scene. Now, before I even get into, I the have scene, to be Nathan, honest and say that movie? I have not. Um, I did, I did look up this okay. clip, um, and I, I do have to admit that uh, the clip kind of gave me the heebie-jeebies. Uh, however, um, I did. It was kind of out of context, so I'm not a hundred percent sure of the whole thing. Um, but I do understand just from what I watched, what I know, uh, I, I understand why this scene is on the list. Okay. So for those of you uh, who are just as lost as Nathan, because there's no context there, uh, just a little, a little bit of background, a little bit of background on this movie. Uh, it was written and directed by Jordan Peele, released February 24th, 2017. I memorized that. Because uh, I went to go see it day one. I still have my movie ticket. I went with my girlfriend. We were the only two in the theater. Um, so Chris is the main character of the film, played by Daniel Kaluuya. You might know him as Michonne uh, from The Walking Dead. Her character, Dinah Guerrero, her character in Black Panther. Her husband in Black Panther. Um, he's the farmer, you know, uh, yeah. with, the, with the rhinos. Uh so Chris and his girlfriend, Rose, who's played by Allison Williams, I believe this is her debut film, I think. Um, or at least it's her, it's her first big film. Uh, so they are in a relationship. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya uh, is, is or his character, Chris, is, is obviously black uh, and Rose is white. And so, like, he's really trying to make people feel uncomfortable with the um, the, the racial tensions in America, especially, you know, how high they were at the time and still are and continue to be. Uh, but basically they're in the like meet the parents milestone of their relationship. And so he gets invited by Rose to go to her family's uh, 
getaway upstate. And he, he, when he gets there, the family is being very, 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 um, they're, they're being very, very, very nice, but like in a weird way, it's like they're overcompensating. Uh, and he feels like that, uh, they're, that they're over, they're overly accommodating behavior. He sees it as like nervous attempts to like cope with the fact that their daughter is in an interracial relationship. But as the movie progresses, a lot of weird and disturbing things happen. And you quickly find out the, I, so spoiler alert for the entire film. What happens is this group of scraggly old white people, uh, have a doctor, which is, uh, Rose's father played by Bradley Whitford. Um, he does all kinds of surgery. I believe he's a neurosurgeon. And what he does is he takes the brain out of these scraggly old white people and puts it into these young black people's body. And so the subconsciousness of the, the black male or female is buried. And they go uh, basically into the ether and they can see everything that's going on. They can feel everything that's going on, but they are not behind the wheel. This white person that has taken over their body is. Um, and it's the scene that we're referring to, the, the silent auction scene, um, to make sure that no one suspects anything, so no one hears anything. Uh, the father, whose character's name is Dean, uh, played again by Bradley Whitford, is standing at a podium with a picture of Chris right there, and he is talking in sign language. And it's very, very, very creepy because this is the moment that you get somewhat of a little tidbit as to what's going on. This moment makes so many things run through your mind, which is, oh my goodness, are these people still enacting slavery is that what this auction's for and these people are actually bidding on this man this man's life um in modern day 2017 and it it really does send a, a chill down your spine as to like what in the hell is going on and why are they bidding on this man and what makes it even creepier at least for me the scene is completely silent Albeit the sounds of 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 his clo- of Dean's clothing as he moves and signs, and the little pieces of 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 a paper that the the attendees hold up to bid, the scene is entirely silent, and it is it it really is chilling, especially when you get further on into the movie and you find out exactly what's going on, which is that they are replacing uh, the consciousness and the brain of the black individual with the white individual. And Jordan Peele did this as a very, very, very good um, movie about the, the racism in America. And it really, really, really is so good. I mean, the movie has a 98% on Rotten Tomatoes. I highly recommend this movie for everybody. It's so good. You know, sometimes it's, uh, it's the things in movies that you don't hear or that you don't see that are uh, that are the most chilling, and so I think to have 
a scene like this in complete silence, uh, it it makes it makes it all the more scary. Um, you know, there's uh, Al- Alfred Hitchcock said that you know suspense is like a time bomb under a table, you know, waiting to go off, uh, and and that's you know something like something like this. It's uh, it's definitely one of those one of those real dialogue, no real. It's just it's a building, uh, and I, again, I haven't seen the movie. Um, but it is, uh, it is one of those things that, um, gave me a chill whenever, whenever I watched it, whenever you gave me this scene, I had to look it up, um, to, uh, to know where to place it. Uh, and I, I think, I, I definitely think it belongs on this list. It uh, it's it's something else. I tell you what, <laughs> man. I I just remember I, I was so disappointed in 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 people for not showing up for that movie because that movie is so good. It really is just so good. Then I I think it's a, it's I, I recommend. I think I, that, I highly recommend that movie. You know the fact that that it was, uh, you know Jordan Peele's debut um, horror film. Of course, uh, love Jordan Peele as a comedian. Uh, you know his uh, his Barack Obama impressions are uncanny, um, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know, of course, uh, he did uh, he and Peele with Keegan Michael Key. Um, great comedian, funny, great uh, great sketch comedy guy. Um, it's kind of nice to see him him float into a. Uh, a different genre, and uh, I did see the uh, finally see the preview for. I think I had seen a little tidbit. Um, you mentioned the Chris Rock um, uh, movie, the 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 Saw story. Um, I, I finally seen a long preview for it. I think it looks really good. Um, I believe it's also got uh, Samuel L. Jackson in it. Um, so that's kind of exciting. Uh, for those of you who uh, like Nick Fury, um, but anyway, yeah. So uh, I, I'm I'm definitely interested in that. Um, have to give that a have to give that a watch whenever I get a chance. Absolutely, it's super good. Now to transition into a less fun number, uh, sixty eight. Um, <laughs> not to move on super fast, and not to. You know, kill the vibe that everyone was getting from 69. But moving into 68, we have a little movie that is very, I mean, the day of release, it very, very quickly became, and I mean, quickly became a cult classic, like instantly. Because one of the things that you could do with this movie was you could help pitch in. Once you pitched in, you would actually get a DVD or a Blu ray copy of the film, you could pre order it. Um, before they even released it out in theaters because it was that anticipated. And interestingly enough, this movie was so anticipated it kept getting pushed back and back and back and back and some people waited forever, such as my father, to get their copy of this film. Now the film I'm talking about is called Trick 
or treat. Now, trick or treat, trick or treat. So if you want to say it fast, like all Midwesterners do, trick or treat. Uh, this film is insane. This it was officially released October 4th, 2009, directed and written by Michael Daughtry. It was only made on a budget of $12 million. And uh, I'm, I'm going to read you the description of this film so you can just get a full understanding of what this story is. So it, its interwoven stories demonstrate that some traditions are best not forgotten as the residents in a pack one uh, from X-Men. I believe she plays Rogue. Brian Cox. No one even knows who Brian Cox is. No one cares. Just kidding. He's the bus driver. And Dylan Baker, also known as the Lizard. Dr. Connors from Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. The greatest Spider-Man films of all time. And the greatest superhero films of all time. And the greatest movies of all time. Of a small town. Face real ghosts and goblins on Halloween. Tales of Terror reveal the consequences of extinguishing a jack-o'-lantern before midnight. And a grumpy hermit's encounter. Grumpy hermit being Brian Cox. With a sinister trick or treater that right there that little last part the sinister trick-or-treater is what we're going to be talking about because i think 68 the 68 scariest movie moment of all time is when we finally get that little trick-or-treaters reveal we know his name is sam we know he's got a little sack on his head with buttons for eyes and what we think is under there as a small, innocent child who just so happens to be a little murderous. I'm pretty sure we all were at one point as a small creature. <laughs> but that's the thing. This scene where we, first of all, he, Sam, is just mauling and terrifying Brian Cox character uh, known as Mr. Krieg. So, without spoiling anything, because I really don't want to give away too much, and I, I, I believe you've seen this movie, Nathan, so you can attest to this. This is a movie that has to be seen to be believed. There is, I believe, um, there is the bus driver story. There is the mm, Anna Paquin story. We'll say that because I don't want to spoil anything there. There is the Dylan Baker story, which does get interwoven into the Anna Paquin story. Um, there is the story with the two people at the beginning hanging up the decorations um so there i believe there's six I, I think there's there's five or six stories that all kind of inter interweave into this uh this one universe yeah. yes yes and sam has everything to do with all of them he shows up everywhere at all of these moments in time and the movie is told a little out of order so keep that in mind uh but Anyway, fast forwarding to this particular scene here, Sam has a scene with uh, Mr. Mr. Krieg, and let's just say that they're in his house, and this this first of all, side tangent, uh, the the Star Trek convention that I go to, uh, I met a guy there who said his wife because she is so small, he loves to have her dress up as Sam and cosplay as Sam in the bedroom. And I didn't want any further details, but he kept going and going. Details that I will not share here. Just know it was really, really weird. Anyway. That's why I don't go to those back. things. <laughs> I don't blame no. you. But I love them so much because I have fun stories like that. Maybe one day I'll tell the full story. Maybe one day. <laughs> Maybe I'll tell the full story on here or something. We'll have a special After Dark uh, episode, which is funny because we're recording this currently After Dark. Uh, anyhow. <laughs> There's a scene. I, I keep saying there's a scene. 
the scene to set it up there sam is in mr krieg's house he is tormenting him he has sliced him numerous times with a box cutter and mr krieg is fighting back he's punching sam in the face and again this little critter is maybe three foot tall three foot four three foot five possibly and he's yanking he's yanking he's yanking on that rucksack with the buttons and ooh, it plops off we've waited all movie to see what is under here and as soon as you see that face that little creepy pumpkin head jack-o'-lantern face it is truly terrifying because he gets right up on the camera as if we are mr krieg's face and just screams and it wails i think what makes this scene so terrifying is you're not expecting that you're expecting some innocent kid some little child absolutely that should not be wandering out and about on Halloween. And it's, it really, I saw this again. It came out in 2009. So I was a little younger. I believe I was in the sixth grade. And when I saw this, I, 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 I jumped. I was like, this is terrifying. That's not what I want to see. I was, you're rooting for him this whole movie. And then of course, once you find out who Mr. Krieg is, you really start to root for Sam. And then you see his face and you're just you're almost appalled. You're like, what is this? But you're not even laughing because you're just too scared. You, you, you don't want to look at him. And I, I feel like it's that initial jump scare that really does get you of just that hideous little pumpkin jack-o'-lantern head. And for me, I... Again, I was in sixth grade. What can I say? I was a little bit of a baby. I saw that and I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't want to root for him. He's yeah, and scary. Uh, he's terrifying. I, I have. What? So um, you have seen this movie? Correct? I I definitely agree with this with this scene. Um, I think that it's it, it sounds like you know as we're sitting here talking about it for people. And they're like, oh, he's got a got a pumpkin head. Like, it, it sounds um, a little bit ridiculous, but if you actually watch the movie, it is it is terrifying. Um, and uh, now Brian Cox actually did a really good job in this movie. Um, he's, you know, I mean, he's you get the feeling he's genuinely terrified in this scene. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's just it's it's definitely. A, um, and just when you think that the, you know, the scene is over, um, it's not. There's there's actually a couple more jump scares besides besides the. Uh, I don't want to give too much away, but uh, besides the the main reveal of, of Sam's face, um, but yeah, it's uh, it's definitely definitely a very uh, scary scene, um, and certainly, uh, you know, not top ten. But uh, but certainly top seventy five, uh, and that's why we we put it here at number sixty eight. Nice. Uh, <laughs> sixty eight. Yeah, which comes right before sixty seven. Well, in this case, um, normally sixty eight comes right after. In the, yeah, in this case, um, but we're counting down. So for those of you who thought I couldn't do math or count. Um, you are not correct. Uh, well, maybe you are, but that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> We're not, we, won't, we won't talk about that. So, Ed, I mentioned that a couple 
a couple movies we have on here um, are not necessarily horror films. Um, and this next one, I, I don't know. I guess you could consider it a horror film. Uh, I think I, at the I time think, it was. I think I'm it's listed positive. in the horror category. Um, so that's that's you know that's one of the reasons why it's on this list. Um, but I, I I don't know uh, if everybody considers it a horror movie. Uh, the movie I'm talking about is Jurassic Park. Um, this movie, uh, obviously, you know it's it's got uh, it's got an all star cast. Um, Jeff Goldblum, he is the all star. Do you need anybody else? I don't think so. Um, <laughs> Laura Dern, first of all, so how dare you? <laughs> um, but uh, but no. Uh, in all seriousness, this movie. So basically, the premise of the movie. If anybody out there has not seen this, oh my gosh, I I don't like this movie is like a hundred years. It's like a hundred years Where old have now. Uh, have you not seen it? Um, <laughs> it's right? almost thirty. Like, yeah, uh, it's twenty eight. You know, each time I think about how long ago something has been, it makes me feel older. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so the whole premise of the movie: guy gets an idea to take some dinosaur DNA. Uh, and create a theme park out of it. I, I mean, like, right? That's, like, that's the premise of the movie, right? Like, he's like, he's how like, have you not seen um, this movie? Hey, you know how dinosaurs are like big and scary? What if we created them and invited people to live around them, or you know, to to like pay to have, come see them? Um, brilliant, brilliant idea. Uh, obviously, I say this sarcastically because, well, as you can imagine, everything goes wrong. Uh, but there's one scene in particular, uh, even uh, you know, even even now watching the movie, uh, it still gives me the creeps, um, and that's the scene when the raptors uh, have gotten loose and they're chasing um, Tim and Lex, who are played by Joseph Mazzello, I think I said that right, uh, and Ariana Richards. Um, and they they chase them into into the kitchen. Um, I don't know if maybe Ariana Richards just like if like her face was permanently like in a scared position. Um, I, I do know the actors were actually scared while making this movie because the animatronics um, that were so real. The the T Rex was uh, basically life sized. Um, you know, and and so they they definitely felt like they were really involved with dinosaurs in this movie. Um, so maybe that's part of it. But uh, she she's an amazing actress in this movie, uh, and 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 certainly this scene where um, they they go into the kitchen and they have to hide from the raptors, and the raptors are are uh, they they're hunting them. Yeah, hunting it, them, it's basically, <laughs> um, yeah. and they. There's really not a whole lot of places to hide. Um, they they just kind of have to keep crawling around and and trying to escape, uh, you know, that way. Um, they they do end up. Uh, she ends up hiding in one, one of the cabinets. Um, thankfully, the raptor is not smart enough to to know that he's looking at a mirror when he runs into another set of cabinets, and she she's able to to run away. Um, but but this scene, honestly. Uh, I know people. A lot of people think that the the scene with the the T Rex in the car, where the the kids trapped in the car, 
Um, and, and that is a scary scene uh, for me. Um, this scene in particular is the scariest one in this movie. And I think that uh, it's one of the scariest scenes of all time. Um, and I, I have, I have some firsthand knowledge as I was actually chased by raptors. Um, yeah. So, so when? remember I told you the story about my dad and, and Franklin college and the bear, so it was actually raptors <laughs> that were inside there. Um, the bear was just a decoy. Oh, okay. so I, I had to escape with my life, um, running from raptors. So that's why, um, yeah, none of that is true. Um, <laughs> no, that's, that's I mean, it, I you it believe is. me, though, right? <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. But yeah, so that's that's why the, the scene is on the on the list. Um, I, I think that uh, I think that raptors hunting you in a kitchen, uh, pretty terrifying. How about you? You know. When I saw that this was on the list for the first time, I was like, what? And then I went back and I watched the scene because initially I was like, that wasn't scary. Like, what are you talking about? And then I watched it and I was like, I don't, I don't think I could have been as brave as those kids were. I think I would have just laid there and been like, just take me. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just kill me. I don't think I could have done anything with they even with Samuel Jackson coming in to help him. I, I think I still would have just laid there like just take me. Like that that is to, because we don't know the full extent of what dinosaurs were like. So if we bring them back, right. that's, that's terrifying. Right. It's scary. You want to live in a world with dinosaurs? No. And I don't. I get it. Birds are essentially dinosaurs. Some you know, it, it, varieties and it amazes me. Are aliens, uh, it amazes me that, uh, you know, we had Jurassic Park 1, 2, and 3 because nobody learned their lesson from the first movie. And as if it wasn't enough that nobody learned the lesson from the first movie, then we had uh, Jurassic World 1 and 2. Like, what is going on? Like, several years later, they reopened the theme park. Because it was such a good idea the first time, I like. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Like, how do you not? How do you not learn your lesson? You you mess up three times. And you're like, <laughs> we finally we figured it. it out. One more, one more, one more game. This, you guys, we've got it. You know, the end of the movie when it all goes to hell, guys. <laughs> may have this, made a mistake. This particular, this <laughs> like, particular episode of our podcast here is not about going on rants. Um, about how stupid characters are in horror movies. You know what, though, we should do an episode about that. About about how I think we should dumb horror movie characters are. Um, you know, we we have talked about whether or not we would survive certain movies, and uh, you know, I I think that on some level, even though uh, might not be able to outrun them, I might be able to outsmart the killer because I wouldn't do half the things that they actually do in a horror movie. But anyway, I, I digress. That's, yeah, um, no, I agree. That's, that's a, yeah, we should, we should do an episode about that. Uh, you know, about how <laughs> we should all split up or we should stay <laughs> together, which would rock. Like, right. Not that exactly. hard. You know, like in, in Halloween, for instance, like I would have just gotten my car and like just driven out of town. 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't exactly. even be in town for Halloween. Exactly. <laughs> you're in you're in Illinois. Like go to San Diego. Just just go to like San Diego and uh I mean what's he gonna do? Right? He's not gonna follow <laughs> you there. Exactly. Yeah, he can't walk that fast. Although he just appears out of nowhere. Sometimes. Although you know, so Michael Myers did can. drive a car in the the first uh Halloween movie, the original Halloween movie. So that's kind of scary. Uh, well, you, like you know, you what's weird about. is uh, I had actually forgotten about that. Um, this has been a while back, but like a couple of years ago, uh, when I watched the movie, I was like, I don't remember Michael Myers driving a car like the first time I seen this movie, but he's driving a car. And, uh, oh, you know, anyway, so it's not scary enough that he can like chase you down and you know slice you up, but now he might run you over with his car too. Um, anyway, we have gotten we have gotten so drunk. far off topic. Um, <laughs> but from going from Michael Myers to another slasher film, we're going to uh, we're going to a little place called Camp Crystal Lake. Uh, with number 66, a little movie titled Friday the 13th. Um, now, question for you, Hayden. Before I get to the scene that I think uh, is on this list from this movie, can you tell me who the killer was in the original Friday the 13th? I can't. Oh, my goodness. Jason's if only Drew Barrymore had known that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> you see, you see, you like what I did there? Um, Anyway, I, yeah, so I yeah, obviously, uh, I think a lot of people, uh, you know, they they just associate uh, Friday the Thirteenth with Jason Voorhees, uh, and rightfully so because, well, every movie since then um, has been uh, Jason Voorhees. But you are correct, sir, that the uh, the killer in the original movie was Jason's mother. Um, <clears throat> the scene that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, as the scariest scene in this movie, uh, it's actually the, the final scene in this movie when, uh, Alice, who's played by Adrian King, um, thinks that she's finally escaped. She chopped off Jason's mom's head. Um, everybody's, uh, you know, well, she's the only one that survived. Um, and, uh, yeah, so she's out there in a boat all by herself, thinking that uh, thinking that she's getting away, and Jason jumps up out of the water and grabs her and pulls her into the water, uh, which is terrifying because you finally see Jason and he's just like this uh, disgusting glob of a human being um, who I, I don't know how else to put it like he's. Um, yeah, he's been very deformed, deformed um, very, uh, very tiny. I, you know, I don't understand why Jason grew up. You know, th- this is no, we we got to do a separate series of mainlining movies where we talk we, mainlining. We movies do because logic. because <laughs> if Jason is like it's been years, right since since he was drowned in the you know yeah. in the original movie. But whenever he jumps mm-hmm. up in this particular scene, like he's still that teenage, whatever boy, 
Um, but then he grows up. Yeah, Be- not to, because plot. Not to have an opportunity or anything, but I'm just like, I've never thought about this before. And now I'm just, now I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, why have I never thought about this before? And it's. Maybe they, maybe they explain it and like our brains are just too. Maybe, old maybe so. Maybe so. Um, if anybody, if anybody knows the answer to this, could you, could you please uh, go to our Facebook page? Uh, let us know. Let us know if you know the answer as to why Jason has grown up because it doesn't make sense to me. And it just now started to not make sense to me. I, uh, <laughs> the things that your brain will do when it's, you know, 1250 in the morning, um, which, yeah, by the way, we're recording this um, very late or very early, however you want to look at it. Um. Is time even real? You know, I got to be honest with you. At (laughs) at this moment, I'm not 100% sure because, um, you know, just (laughs) like with the last two episodes that we've done, I've gone down a rabbit trail um, and I I don't know how to bring myself back. You know, I'm I'm probably going to be lying awake the rest of the night, like pondering why Jason grew up maybe just google it why jason uh <laughs> maybe, <grow up>? maybe. <laughs> like that's it or however old i don't remember how old he's supposed to be whenever um uh, they throw in camp crystal lake but uh yeah he's he's say, ju- junior high age we'll we'll say preteen maybe 11? maybe 13 at the most i don't i don't really remember um but yeah, so maybe maybe it was just because it was scarier to uh, to have him grow up and and be a a big scary machete wielding hockey mask wearing. <laughs> anyway, so back to Meat the back to the, the movie scene. Sixty-six. <laughs> We're still there. We've been there for like an hour now. Um, thanks to me and my rabbit trails. Uh, anyway, so so yeah, Jason jumps up, grabs grabs Alice out of the boat. Um, you do find out like she survives that because she wakes up and she's in a mental hospital. Um, but the final scene of the movie, it just it just shows the lake, and the lake is just like as calm as it can be, but. It just it just has this eerie, scary feeling because you know that Jason is still there, um, and that's why that's why this is the the scary scene in the movie, um, and that's why it's number sixty six on my list of scariest moments. Our list of scariest movie moments. <laughs> All right, nice. Well, we have reached. The end, folks. We have one more movie left. And let me say, this is also another newer film. And it's also by Jordan Peele. This particular movie that we have sitting at 65 is a little movie called Us. Now, again, this is another movie 
that I do not want to spoil a whole lot of at all. Because this is a movie people need to see. I'm ashamed to say that I also have not seen this movie. Um, I, it's no disrespect <laughs> to Jordan Peele either. Uh, I just honestly um, haven't had the opportunity to uh, to watch it. I, I have to, I have to really pick my times to be able to watch horror movies, um, and that's part of the reason it's it's taken. I've spent so much time uh, making this list and and trying to put it together um, painstakingly. I, I might add. Um, I've really had to uh, to set aside some time and go back and, and watch these movies. Um, and I, I, you know, I'm ashamed that I haven't seen it. I wanted to see it. Um, I wanted to see Get Out, too, whenever it, it first came out. I just honestly have not yet. So I do apologize for uh, all of you who think that my uh, movie knowledge is null and void because, well, I guess I've never seen any of these movies. He's never seen anything. We just kicked him <laughs> off the show. Looking for a new co-host, everybody. Just kidding. So, with, <laughs> so without spoiling uh, too much of, uh, about this movie, us, um, the scene in particular that I think definitely belongs at this number 65 slot is actually the Hall of Mirrors scene. So, th- this particular scene takes place at the beginning of the film. Like we jump right into the action with Jordan Peele's second film, Us. Um, the film starts off. She's at the fair with her parents, and they're trying to. Her father's trying to win her a prize. She's got a really sick ass Michael Jackson T-shirt on from Thriller. Um, very very unique one that uh, I, I believe was limited. Anyhow. Uh, her parents are getting into an argument, so she decides to walk away into this little hall of mirrors off to the side. She goes into this hall of mirrors, and it's a hall of mirrors. It's exactly what it sounds like, until it's not. There's a part where she's backing up and backing up, and you think you're watching her? Because the camera's been following her this whole time. Why would a sudden cut not be her? She's just backing up, isn't she? No. The camera pans around, and there she is, also backing up. And you're probably wondering, you just said no. Why is she still backing up? She's backing up. The other one is not backing up. Because the other one is not her. It is her, but it's not. It's the opposite of her. It's like the reverse flash. From the flash, I figured it out. No, I'm kidding. So... Basically, she backs up and backs up and it stops. And then it looks over and there she is backing up and then she stops. As she turns around, she thinks she's looking into a mirror that is somewhat delayed. And then her eyes get really big as the opposite her slowly turns around. It's at this point where the entire theater collectively shit their pants because it's like, oh my God, that's not a reflection that's not even a spooky ghosty in the reflection. It's another her. To which she grabs her by the throat. And then the next shot of the film is her coming out. Or is it her? We cut to black. And we get the title card. And that is the start of the film. Us is a wild ride. I feel like I'm reviewing it at this point. But Us, it's just that moment where you're following this little girl. As she's walking into the Hall of Mirrors, 
She's walking in. She's walking through. We're following her the whole time. And of course, like every movie has to have, there's just a camera cut. That's all it is. And suddenly we're behind her as she's walking backwards. And she stops dead in her tracks. And the camera slowly pans to the right. And she's still backing up. Why did the other one stop? You have so many questions at this point in time. And once she turns around and sees that her, quote, reflection isn't also turned around. And then, of course, it does turn around. Her eyes get really big. Her reflection smiles and attacks her. But she gets out. Does she? And that is why that movie moment, for me, belongs on there. I feel like I didn't talk about it that long, but it's just, I, I don't want to spoil this film, especially if you haven't seen it. There's just something about this movie that is just so good in the end will have you absolutely blown away because it is a twist ending nobody saw coming. I promise you, you will love this movie. This it's it's haunting. It is absolutely terrifying. Just this one itty bitty shot. It's so eerie. It'll send chills down your spine because here she is doing this simply just quite frankly, simple act of just walking backwards. And then it's not her. It's not even a reflection. It's a movie that has to be seen 100% all the way through. And the twist has to be experienced. It's so good. But that, that just that moment absolutely terrified me because I was like, what am I getting myself into? What is this? I thought the premise of the film was uh, like, people were going to start coming out of mirrors and attacking people because you know, mirror verse, <laughs> you know, we've, we're getting on the flash. Like, you see, it all comes back. The mirror verse, the flash reverse flash. It, we're coming full circle now. I literally thought it was like some sort of mirror verse. I mean, why would you go into a hall of mirrors have two of them, one doing something that the other one's not, and it's not even a mirror-verse film. It's something completely, entirely different. And that's not even the twist. The twist is, quite frankly, super terrifying, <laughs> because what if it's real? And the movie itself does feel very real. I found this scene particularly scary because of the fact that every body is said to have a doppelganger that's what i've heard you know everybody's supposed to have a a twin or or something but supposedly if you run into you know run into your doppelganger then uh you automatically die um i do have to tell you even though i have not watched this film um which i i'm going to very soon um hopefully uh i like i said I've, i've planned on watching it i i just haven't got around to it um I uh, I did look up the scene um, uh, again, same as I did with uh, with the get out scene, um, and I was definitely creeped out um, <laughs> by this scene. Um, it's certainly uh, certainly a little different um, than than you know a lot of the others that we have on this list, uh, and it's certainly different than. In the way I did not realize that it was the opening scene, because uh, I, you know, I just I just YouTubed it, uh, yes. looked it up, <laughs> needed to know, uh, um, which I, I've done with a, a few other scenes. There are some other movies on this 
uh, this list that I, I haven't seen. Um, although I know enough about them to, to be able to maybe spread a little knowledge or a little opinion. Uh, yeah. Um, Sprinkle some opinion. But yeah, uh, I, I, I definitely am going to be watching this movie, uh, like I said, very soon. Uh, maybe tomorrow. Who knows? But uh, but yeah, I, I was definitely creeped out by the scene because it's just uh, it's so innocent and and it really happens very very subtly um, that you see the the reflection behind her uh, not moving and it, honestly it wasn't until uh, she turned around that I realized that it wasn't actually her reflection and that, that kind of um, the camera angle in that, in that scene um, is, is very well, well done because um, it's, it's like, you know, they, they shot it in a way that they didn't want you to know that, uh, that it wasn't her reflection uh, and, until she turned around. So it was, it was very well done, um, very well executed. Uh, and uh Definitely a very good scene to round out our our first ten on this list. Absolutely. And I would I would love to give an honorable shout out really, really, really quickly. The pan uh, uh, we're gonna talk about a movie called Ginger um, Snaps. You ever seen it? I'm trying to think. I, I think I have. Um it, it's been a while though. Okay, so everybody, right now, before we get off of here, I have two extra things for you then to do your homework for. Just YouTube the pantry scene, Ginger Snaps. It is a movie that I highly considered putting on this list. I mean, I highly, highly considered putting this particular scene on this list because it is terrifying. What really... And this is going to sound petty... What really drove me away from putting this scene on this list is the fact that the movie is really good, but it's two, no, three sequels are just absolutely That's usually the way it goes with movies like that. Um, You know, just kind of like, with a lot of of horror movies, they, uh, you know, the original, because it, the, the original is typically a good idea. Um, they make it very scary, and then the rest of them are just um, campy, and uh, a lot of them don't involve any of the same people. Uh, it's just the same, uh, you know, the same name uh, for the franchise. Exactly. It's, uh Yeah. The first one is so, and it's 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 a uh, a Canadian indie film. It's an indie horror film, and it's so good. It's so good, but the problem is, the sequels are so bad that I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. I was like, you know what? It can be its nice little bright spot in my heart. It doesn't belong on the list. So I wanted to give a nice little honorable shout out to that. Um, and also for everybody that has Apple TV, um, 
there's a little short TV show on there. It's not really a TV show because it's all audio. There's no actual visuals to this at all. And the TV show is called Calls. It is an absolute must-watch. I'm not encouraging piracy. I'm just saying, if you don't have Apple TV+, Plus, it's something you're going to want to look into, see if you can find it anywhere. Calls. The cast is absolutely stellar. Every episode is anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. And it's a series of phone calls between a bunch of random strangers. Obviously, each episode involves two to four people that know each other. But I say strangers because every episode is different people that obviously don't know each other. But the story connects in an overarching way, and it is amazing. It was clearly done during COVID um, when no one could get together. So they just did all audio. And it's literally just a bunch of phone calls. It's insane. And it does deal with horror. So that's why I'm bringing it up. Apple TV Plus. All right. And the show is called Calls. Apparently, uh, apparently check that out. Um, I do not that's, have. Uh, that's all I got. I'm sorry. I do not have Apple TV Plus. <laughs> so uh, I may have to look that yeah, up some, uh, some other way. Out. But uh, yeah. Thanks for the uh, reference there, buddy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been this has been fun. I'm definitely excited for next week. And uh, next week, we, uh, do we uh, do we do we announce what next week's episode is going to be, or do we keep that to ourselves? And keep I say guessing that way they're let's forced uh, let's to come keep back them guessing. Just episode. know that we will still be talking about horror movies. It will be another subcategory, um, unless you know somebody hits us up and makes us uh, change our mind um, and uh, gives us something a little little more interesting to talk about, but. Uh, for now, the plan is to stay in the, the horror subcategory. Um, I think that uh, I'm enjoying talking about these movies. Because honestly, like, I, I've gone back and watched different clips um, and, you know, just from, from movies that I loved, things that I've forgotten. Um, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun going back and doing some research, especially, uh, you know, in particular for this show, but especially for this list. Um, and we will get back in a couple weeks. Um, to our our next ten uh, on the list, uh, and uh, we we will keep going until we've we've reached the number one scary movie moment, uh, whenever that may be, uh, whatever that may be, and uh, yeah, we just uh, we hope you guys enjoy it. We hope that uh, we hope we we hope you guys enjoy it as much as we do because honestly, we're having fun doing this. Uh, I am. I I'm am having, having more fun than I, I can ever possibly imagine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, was that believable? Was that believable? I was reading from a script. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just. I'm just kidding. This, in case anybody was wondering, this show is uh, 100% no, no, take, take unscripted. The only thing that we know that we're going to talk about is. Uh, is the topic is what subcategory or like this list. We, we knew the list, um, what the list was going to be in order, but we, we don't, we don't write anything down. We just, we get together and we, uh, we talk. Um, we, we probably should 
so that I won't go on things like you probably should why is Jason Voorhees <laughs> grown up anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, we just we get together, we talk, um, and uh, hopefully you listen. Uh, I realize we've gone almost two hours now. Um, we we really no, um, we we really. It hasn't felt like we it. Really, it really promise hasn't. that we will try to keep our, our show a little bit shorter and not go down in so many rabbit trails. Uh, I've said rabbit trails like <laughs> 16,000 times in this episode. Need to... it, uh, whatever. Rabbit trail, rabbit hole. Yeah, I, and I also believe it's rabbit hole, by the way. I, I, I've, never, I've never wanted to correct you because it's like I don't uh, – maybe it's a, a – a colloquialism mm. is that what it's called? If that means um, old person thing, I'm highly offended by that. From... <laughs> no, I no. So, like, uh, you know how we say like the, yeah. the Appalachian Mountains or the uh, you know the Appalachians or whatever. Well, people from that area that are native to that area, not necessarily you know that, that are born and raised in that area. Right. Uh, no, I knew, I knew what it meant. I was making a joke because I'm so old. Um, but yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Anyway, should uh, should we go ahead and end this before people really turn us off and never listen again? Absolutely. Well, thanks everybody. Uh, we have risked our mental health and sanity to bring you these. 10 uh and we're gonna bring you believe it or not 65 more all in due time of course we've already got them all down we just got to get back to the regular scheduled programming so thank you all for joining us stay spooky keep mainlining that good stuff and we'll see you